Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping by before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. It is of course a subscription service where you can get extra content from myself and Luke, including our reviews of other school-based shows, extended versions of all of our Waterloo Road interviews, we have looked back at particular characters, we have our Waterloo Road fan fiction podcasts... Um, And we will also do the Waterloo Road Awards. We have just given out awards for the first part of Series 7, so you can listen to that now on the Patreon. And if you want to get that stuff, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already done so. So thank you to Claudia Graham, to Becky, to Emily Berry, to Natalie, who you can find on Instagram at NatalieTheBookReader. Thank you to Matthew Kumar, to Lucy to Tom Percival, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Mel, to Lottie Smith, to Georgia Leah, who is on both Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Joe Buckle. And thank you finally to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to all of you for your continued support for the podcast. And if you listening now would like to join that list of shout outs, all you have to do is go to Patreon dot com slash waterloo road pod and now without any further ado let's get on with this week's podcast Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined by Luke Stevenson to discuss Michael Byrne looking at incriminating CCTV. Yes, indeed. I'm. We're getting through this like 10 episodes because we've, we've got a rhythm of how we record these now, so we're getting through this quite quickly. Yeah. It's like the early days, yeah. but then it used to be more fun to watch. <laughs> I still remember when we finished series one and my original release plan was we'd do series one over eight weeks or whatever it was and we'd take a break and then do series the two. The people would never have allowed it. But you, we finished series one, I got a message from you a couple of days later going, when shall we start series two? Okay. And I was like, "This po- we're going to love this podcast. Just, just a little insight into my state of mind. <laughs> yeah, this was June 2020. Yes, <laughs> summer 2020. <laughs> Every morning you wake up to see another 1,000 people had died. Yeah. You know, maybe there was a little bit of solace to be had in this show. Maybe there was. Yeah. Maybe there was. With a character called Rimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely bit of business, that. Lovely bit of that. Andrew Trenaman. And then inexplicably, two years later. <laughs> Still here. Barely halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a possible indefinite future. <laughs> Do you, okay, cards on the table, do you think they make a second series of the revitalised Waterloo Road? Yes. Because it's just, it's just replaced Holby City. Okay. Re- yeah, it's regional, I guess. So uh, If it has uh, replaced so, Holby City, why is it Mika coming back? <laughs> so, unless it's really awful. Yeah. But that never stopped any bugger watching the other <laughs> No, it? no. It was I'm, in the top five shows on iPlayer. I still watched every week. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome, and, yeah. and I'm and I'm going back to it now. Yeah. I think I think this is indefinite. <laughs> I think we'll be, you know, eighty year old men. Yeah, because I listened to the other day. Like, like, Why do they bring Andrew Trenaman back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember, the man was called Rimmer. <laughs> Dante. 
Jobs, I killed a child. By that point, Dante's grandchild has killed a child. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Michael's looking at CCTV, showing him chasing Stabber Wayne out of the school. Showing him moving through space and time. (laughs) That's how CCTV works in Waterloo Road. Yeah. Um, And so he he takes the, the disc that the CCTV's on. Yeah. And we very clearly see him putting it into his pocket. Which I assume was going to yeah. come back in some way. It does not. It, no. Because... That's going to be the catchphrase of this little bit of the series, isn't it? <laughs> Thought that would come back. Didn't. Yeah, because the discs... Um, it's they're the same thing happened with Helen and Max Tyler. Yes. She had an incriminating disc yes. that went nowhere. Rachel watched it, nothing came of it. Yeah. Presumably, right, police officers will have done the bare minimum thing of seeing if there's anything on the school's CCTV. You'd think so. You know, isn't it unusual that there's no CCTV around the period of the crime? Yeah. That's unusual. <laughs> Surely, right? Yeah. We've all seen Line of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... That is, you know, that's bare minimum police work. Surely. Well, it's, it's Tory era. There are cuts. It, it, yes. So then there's a dramatic zoom to Phoenix... Phoenix. Watching the, the incriminating footage on his phone. Yeah, just over and over again, just in case it changes. For the whole day. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Then you see the footage. I don't think it's that incriminating. No. Well, it shows it's, what happened. It, but it does show Michael leaving the scene. But I I, I guess so that's like, a mor- that's morally, that's reprehensible. Yes. But legally speaking, I think are you is. under any obligation? I think you are. So if I walked out and saw someone hit by a car... 20 feet down the road, or I would be under an obligation legally to go and intervene. Not intervene. <laughs> Throw you'd have, to, you'd have to drag people out of the wreckage. <laughs> but I think you are legally obliged to inform that an accident has taken place. Yeah. Yes. But you also see the footage that the car stops. He goes, well, this is all in hand. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole thing where they're still doing the M driving a wedge between Phoenix and Scout for reasons. For no reasons. Like, we were told M was, like, concerned about Scout not wanting to be friends with her. That clearly hasn't transpired. Yeah. They are now living together. Yeah, yeah. They are living together. If roommates. anything, they are closer than they were before she got mm. with Phoenix. Um, so that's that's all happening. And Phoenix doesn't notice that Scout is wearing M's nice coat. No. And this is this is awful on Phoenix's part. Right. So I I suppose Phoenix, who does drop a classic Scout, you're my girlfriend. <laughs> That's a reference. A very specific reference. Incredibly specific. Would you like to explain the very specific reference? Love Island, 2021. Yes. Um, Jake Jake Cornish was in Ascendance. <laughs> he was uh, very briefly in Ascendance. Just, just, just before he... And you know what? This might make me toxic. I don't care. I still don't understand why he was the bad guy. <laughs> the internet manifested him into a villain and he became a villain. Yeah. And basically... All he could ever say when he was questioned about his devotion was, you're my girlfriend. Yeah. Which means, you, I must be devoted to you, you're my girlfriend. Yeah. And you're referencing that That's a, year, what, a year on. Yeah. As if anyone but you remembers it. Well, Jake Jake must... I, I reckon Jake goes over that footage every single day. <laughs> I reckon he watches every single episode of that series of Love Island. Like Michael watching the CCTV. <laughs> yeah. Because just like, how, how did this happen? It was... I was all fine. Yeah. So, Trudy gets hassled by some lads outside the shops. Tarek, no one can run a business around here. No one can run a business around here. Tarek emerges from the shop, gets rid of the lads, and then blames Trudy's tight clothes for the unwanted attention. 
Yes. That is indeed what happens. The lads who hassle Trudy then come across Maddie and um, Zach. And they mug Maddie for her phone while Zach sort of looks on. And I sat there, dread, the big ball of dread, <laughs> forming in my stomach as I went, this whole episode is going to be about how Zach should have squared up to these two massive, potentially knife-wielding men. Yeah, do, do you know what? I always find this fascinating. I think maybe it's just like that, the way the culture's moved on. If someone comes at me threateningly enough and wants to take my phone, they can my, have it. my phone can be replaced. Yes. I don't want to get beaten up. I don't want to get stabbed. I could replace my phone. I agree, 100%. But it's just that's not a world that some men exist in. No. And, but also, you know how we say, you know, water aerobics is a big deal about houses yes. and locations. Yes. Zach and Maddie do not walk through this estate. No. We've seen their house. Yeah. We all know where that is within yeah. the greater scheme of Watchdale. They do not walk through but, that But estate. I guess to get from there to Waterloo Road. But still. You must have to pass through. No, that only works if someone decided to drop them off in the dodgy end. <laughs> and, and I guess that's like, that's why Jez being a bit snobby about where they live. When, yeah. Well, that's why you don't walk to school. You have to walk through those bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's, you know teenagers dealing drugs on bicycles yeah. Jez is very much in this episode like if you ordered Danny Dyer on Wish he is <laughs> yes. oh, he is so much so much it's uh, really unusual it's just it's all accent no charm <laughs> it is it is and you know I was a big fan of the bill when he was on it he is quite charming yeah. so uh, there's a bit of Grantly walking into the school calling it the Jeremy Kyle holding pen and then Grantley says to the other teachers that he heard on the news that the stabber Wayne is unconscious in hospital. And in true Benoit Blanc fashion, says, suspected foul play. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know. Let's just say he was listening to the BBC Rochdale, okay. whatever the local thing is. Yeah. I think it's BBC Greater Manchester, but okay. Okay, whatever. So, Greater Manchester is a large area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great area, you might say. Yes. You, you were in local news. I was. So, what, do you think it would escalate to a radio bulletin, which at most is two, three minutes of news, yeah. that a person found not guilty of a recent stabbing has been hit by a car? So, I, I wrote this down, and then I actually crossed it out, because I had to think about it. And... It's been established that Michael got a lot of news coverage because of the stabbing. Yes. So I think it's enough of a story that the accused stabber has now sustained a grievous injury close to the school where the person who he allegedly stabbed is now teaching. You, you, but that's, that's the new... I, that, I would say those are the journalists going a little bit nudge-nudge, wink-wink in a way that they wouldn't do. <laughs> I No, I think there's enough detail there okay all right well, yeah. yeah i had to think about it because my my initial instinct was the same as yours yeah, yeah two two different newsrooms we'd run very different newsrooms. Yeah. Uh, yeah i think there's enough sort of jigsaw things there that i think it would it would work okay the, you missed the part where because tom's walking into the school mm-hmm. he goes hey stop it what have i told you about bullying and he carries on walking. <laughs> and also, that scene, it's not like a clear power dynamic. It's two very small kids. Yeah. It's all scrapping. Yeah, scrapping. It's what I told you about bullying. Yeah. Now stop it. And yeah, it's like, you know what a nature, nature documentary where it's like two lion cubs like rolling around? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> but it's, just, it's the idea that bullying is a, the most major thing that schools deal with, where if you have one intervention, <laughs> if you saw it happening again, it would be yeah. absolute crisis I told levels. you not to bully. Hey, stop it. Stop bullying. Stop bullying. Yeah. <laughs> 
is like he reacts to quite a serious like bullying is very serious but he reacts to it like their shirts on top yeah yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I told you about your shirt being on top what I told you about walking too fast in the corridors yeah yeah exactly yeah it is weird um, Linda has bought her pet rabbit Roger who has sticky bottom syndrome I don't trust that's a thing I don't trust that's a thing I'm gonna look it up I'm gonna look it up because we should have done due diligence we should have done private browser yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Okay. I just really feel like Michael would have something to say about someone bringing their rabbit into school. I think so. Especially an ill <laughs> one. Would you like to read what sticky bottom syndrome is? Please. <laughs> sticky bottom syndrome occurs when the fur around the rabbit's bottom it becomes caked with soft droppings. Okay. <laughs> so you need a vet appointment. So it's like you need a grooming appointment. So Finn talks to Trudy, says that he doesn't want to keep their relationship secret anymore. He wants to come out with it. The last time we had this discussion about keeping relationships secret, it was a teacher and student. Yeah. <laughs> How the world changes. How the world changes. At least this one is age appropriate. I am so frustrated by everything to do with this storyline. Okay. Because this show, does, it doesn't care whether it gets it right, it will wade into any issue. Mm-hmm. And it refuses... To just say out loud what the problem is yeah. with Phil and Trudy's relationship. And it's just quite clear. It's a cultural one. There would yeah. be... Ronan almost does it in this Almost episode. does it. He, they dance around it. Yeah. But basically what you've always had is Tariq has always just been nuts. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, that's the problem in this in this context. It's that, like, that, that, that he's nuts. It's not that there's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, that there yeah. would be, you know, ramifications for Trudy and her family. There'd be kind of reckoning there. There'd be conversations. It'd be very, very hard to go public with this kind of relationship. Yeah. Um, and you know that's a conversation the show could have it should have yeah. you know it's one of those things it's a good chance to actually educate people about this yeah. and actually you know maybe see some character development etc etc yeah. but because they can't bring themselves to say it out yeah. loud yeah. it's just Tariq is nuts the reason they won't go public with this is because Finn will be at risk why is Finn at risk? Tariq yeah. is nuts yeah. not you know huge cultural yeah. you know things it's just it's, I find it very frustrating that they'll wade into any issue, but this yeah. one, they're kind of like, nah, nah. So it yeah. just means that all of it is very frustrating to watch. Yeah. So Maddie arrives at school. Jez and Sean sort of ask her what's happened, and she, they find out that, that she was mugged. Um, and then Jez turns to Zach and says, why didn't you do anything? He says, looking at his very small son. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the best will in the world. <laughs> You cannot expect him to do anything. It's very much in a uh, super bad uh, where Evans says, what do you want me to do? Dive in front of his spit? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's weird. Um, meanwhile, Michael is giving uh, Tarek a talk about how he's a really good prefect, apparently. Despite all of the Maybe nuts. Maybe it's because of the rap beat. The rap beat, yeah. It started off grimy, but then with the dubstep kicked in. <laughs> he was emceeing exactly like over the top of it, I heard. From noted rap expert Daniel Chalk. Yeah. Um, so Michael says to Tarek, you know, now you've shown that this can be a success, you need to find other people worth respecting to be other prefects. Yeah. Do people respect Tarek? I don't think they do. I think they fear him. But that was that was the whole proviso for Michael making him a prefect, wasn't it? That like he managed to induce loyalty in that sort of group of last chance kids who yeah. we've never seen since. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think, if, because he needed, if he needed other prefects... They're don't. all off volunteering at a homeless shelter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because of Tarek's amazing leadership abilities. Yeah. Um, so, at this point, uh, a police officer turns up to ask questions about Stabber Wayne. Um, the police officer says the driver that hit him was over the limit, 
but he was sober enough to remember there being someone else at the scene. Yeah. Filming it on his phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Michael says, oh, I Wayne was here. I escorted him off the premises and that was the last time I saw him. Um, and at that point, Sean bursts in to explain that the mugging has happened. The police officer goes off to presumably to interview Maddie. And at which point they segue immediately into talking about their kiss. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's two very serious things happening. <laughs> Michael, it, it's like... It's like Series 6 Chris on steroids. Because yeah. I was like, how does Chris walk around functioning? But he's still aware of what he's done. Michael yeah. is just there, like, I'm so calm about this. Yeah. And now I'm going to talk about this kiss between two consenting adults. Consent. Sort of consenting. It she did say, of, don't you dare. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was on the, it was on the edge of a, uh, of a grab kiss it was, that we don't really like. Yeah, we're not in the Blade Runner days now. Or Indiana Jones. Although, Harrison Ford is a wronger. Although, we sort of are in the Blade Runner days. It was set roughly now, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so actually, we are in the Blade Runner days. Just got to clarify, in case any lawyers listening. Harrison Ford's characters are wrong. <laughs> yeah. I can't be seen by Harrison Ford yeah. again. <laughs> the views of Luke Stevenson do not represent the views of everything <laughs> rubbing the Waterloo Road podcast. Um, so Michael pretends he's fine with the fact that Sean clearly regrets the kiss. So Maddie and all of that lot are talking to the police officer. Jez is very angry that, that Zach's description of he had like slits in his eyebrows is not enough for them to make an immediate arrest. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, none, none of the kids around there have ever cut their hair with two uh, no. with, with lines in it. <laughs> Maybe it was the same kid. It is. <laughs> Maybe it was the same kid. What did he want to achieve? Nothing. <laughs> so yeah. I think Jez might actually be the worst parent we've ever had. It's actually terrible. Bearing in mind one blew themselves up <laughs> and wanted to take their child with them. I, feel, I still feel like Jez is worse. Yeah, he's very keen to go all vigilante justice. Uh, on people he doesn't he has no way of identifying yeah. um, now the devil works hard but the person who does the flyers on Waterloo Road works harder yeah <laughs> and this one from what I could see was correctly spelled oh fantastic <laughs> um, I didn't look in detail but yeah so he's putting up this flyer for self defence classes somewhere Tom Clarkson's putting his karate uniform on <laughs> self-defense classes have we had i think this is i think this is the third maybe these attacks wouldn't happen if they kept the self-defense classes going i think this is the third one because it was masked attacker that was tom in his karate gear yeah then it was when josh was getting bullied because he'd just come out yes and tom did the self-defense classes and everyone was like you doing a self-defense class and they didn't reference the fact he has a karate uniform and established martial arts skill he is a ninja (laughs) they did not establish this um, and yeah, and this time it's 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 jazz sort of doing boxing slash self defense. Yeah, because boxing isn't self defense. Yeah, like when someone mugs you, you don't like get in fighting stance and like <laughs> rope a dope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's the one boxing term I know. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it's, yeah. Go and share it. We all watched Ali. <laughs> so uh, Chalky has moved on from fancying Janice and now fancies Linda. I can relate. to too chalky, just falling in love with every, <laughs> any the, the most recent woman he has seen. <laughs> yeah, we stand a relatable king. Yeah, and he offers to take Chekhov's rabbit. Um, Chekhov's what? <laughs> it's more of a MacGuffin than a Chekhov. Well, as soon as the rabbit turns up, you're like, oh, something awful's going to happen with a rabbit. Mm. This is my favourite bit of the episode. Is it when someone says, "Catch some hood rat slipping"? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. 
the, the conversations between Tarek and Finn in this episode. I thought last week's yo, 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 this is whack man was bad. Yeah. But my goodness. The writers of this episode played 20 minutes of Grand Theft Auto. A Grand Theft Auto San Andreas went, there we go. Well, there is some stuff. No, it's where Maddie's recounting what's happened to the kids in the common room. And she says, it was some lads on BMXs. And Trudy goes, that were the same guys. Because <laughs> there's only two BMXs in Rochdale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The fact that it turns out she's right is irrelevant. <laughs> it's still a, a wild claim. It's madness. It's madness. So Ronan offers to drive them around in the Burmobile yeah. to, to find these kids. Um, What's odd is that Ronan offers to drive them around. Then when they go out to actually do it, Ronan is the, the lead yeah, protester. Yeah, yeah. He is, yeah. Um, maybe he wants, maybe Ronan's wanted to do a drive-by. No mess. <laughs> That's how they do it in the Burleys. Yeah. I'll get one of the Burleys to do it. Um, so M is talking to Scout, thinking Phoenix has another girlfriend because he's on his phone. It's hilarious that Phoenix, the actor playing Phoenix, was like, it's an easy one for you today. <laughs> you just need to sort of look pensively at your phone. It's just and every single moment, he's like, oh God, that footage get worse. It's like, <laughs> you've seen it once, you know what it is. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, madness. Um, so the police officer is leaving the school, and as she leaves the school, she says... Wayne is a troublemaker. Whatever he was up to, it was probably no good. <laughs> You're a police officer investigating this this lad's near death in a uh, hit and run. Are you suggesting it's outrageous that the police officer maybe profiled someone? <laughs> I just I had flashbacks of like calling her a calling Michaela a scrote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it is really funny that she's just like she in the way that she's almost like she saw last week's episode yeah yeah before she leaves the room she just goes every lead is useful Mm -hmm. just staring him dead in the eye yeah specifically the lead connecting Phoenix's phone to a computer (laughs) to transfer the file so Chalky brings Roger the Rabbit into his class um, M decides because M is a pure chaos agent in these she's, most recent she's two just episodes. Nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Like she randomly took diazepam last week. Yeah. This week she just And smack <laughs> and a heroin. Um and then she just yeah, walks past and opens the rabbit's cage for no reason. Yeah. And it's just weird because like it feels like it could be tied to like Lindsay not coming back. But they dealt all with that in one episode. Yes. So it's just it's just nuts. And they have taught us over time that when you do that in one episode, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the result. That's resolved. Yes, but she is just now. She is an agent of chaos. Yeah. There's a, there's a little theme tune for whenever Chalky's searching for the rabbit. She's called "Photograph" by Frankie and the Heartstrings, which I enjoyed. Okay. Um, no one wants to join Tarek's prefect club, and that's the end of that storyline. Yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> We get one, Denzel appears and goes, no one else is coming, are they? That's it. That's the end. Nice little Denzel moment. Yeah, little Denzel moment. Um, so Tarek goes to the self-defence class. Jez has bit Harley and Zach to demonstrate. And Zach just absolutely <laughs> Harley in the nose. <laughs> Why? We don't know. I just feel, like, at one point they panned down because we, it was established that Zach has a problem with wetting the bed. Yes. And then they panned out. I thought he was going to wet him. So, like, the angle suggests that was going to happen. But instead, he just punches him in the face. <laughs> Absolutely. Hammers him one in the face. Yeah. We then get Tarek doing a demonstration with Jez. And he, like, you know, takes him down and puts him in a chokehold. Uh, as Michael's walking past to find his golden student choking out a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bear in mind, 
Someone took diazepam last week. He accused Scout of being a drug dealer. Yeah. Tariq literally has a teacher in a in a headlock. Yeah. And he goes, "For you should run this lesson." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's Tariq. He's like, "Yeah, actually." And because it's Jez who he hates, he just goes, "Yeah, yeah." And yeah, Tariq saying he did bare knuckle boxing, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you ever make a shiv in prison, Tariq? <laughs> But yes, Tarek, it, it transpires, uh, did some jujitsu in prison. And Michael's like, yeah, tell all the other kids about jujitsu. <laughs> this is not what this was supposed to be. It must be self-defence, not jujitsu. <laughs> Something turned into the Matrix. <laughs> Tom's did someone say martial arts? It's like Superman. <laughs> yeah, so that's all going on. Um, there's a bit in the deputy head's office. I hadn't noticed that the deputy head office is Robson Green's office. Who? Doesn't exist. <laughs> so, I don't know if there's a new site manager who's been done out of an office. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bit where Phoenix tells Harley what he's got on the video about seeing Mr. Bird leaving Wayne there after the crash. And then Harley says, you should tell Scout this. Because Scout can do something. I think just because Phoenix is like, oh, Scout's upset with me about it. And Harley quite rightly says, well, you've just told me no issue, so why can't you tell Scout? (laughs) And he still doesn't, even later in the episode. Very weird. Very, very weird. Um, So (laughs) Tarek now enlists Finn for a vigilante mission. Sweet, sweet justice dished out on the streets. And he says, those shops are their turf. (laughs) Yeah. And I haven't written down the dialogue from this bit because it's so ridiculous. It's all of it. It's, just it's all like, yeah, it's safe, safe. It's awful. Oh, it's awful. It's preposterous. It it's, is it's awful. And the fact that they're all in their 20s saying it is even yeah. more embarrassing. It makes it worse, doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. Really bad. So Finn uh, explains to Ronan about the Trudy situation and that that's why he wants to get on Tarek's good side. Yes. Um, and Ronan is worried about this. And brings up the fact that Trudy is Muslim and that that might create a problem. But doesn't go to any further. No, no. And it's not spoken about again. And the fact that because we have, again, I don't say we have extensive, we have some knowledge of why there are, you know, uh, dating outside of cultures is mm-hmm. is challenging in different communities, etc. And that's something to be, you know, overcome and understood. But because he just drops this line, if you're someone who doesn't know that that's a thing... Okay. You just go, well, that's an alarming amount of racial prejudice, isn't it? And the show runs screaming in the opposite direction from this. It could could not be less interested in handling this. Which is odd, but just why would you do it then? I just don't get it. It's clear that's clearly why there's a barrier, but the show just doesn't want to say it or have a conversation about it. (laughs) Meanwhile, M picks up two random teenagers in the corridor for her and Scout. What is M now? What is she? I don't know. She's just chaos. She is, she is kind of who I hoped Maddie would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really stepped up. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. She's got her flick mella haircut and it just like yeah. awoken something in, in her. In the next shot, they're at the park and Emma's just snogging the one that she's with. I really it's... don't like the word snog. Can we not? <laughs> and then the other lad tries to like kiss Scout, but she says no and leaves. Um, and then M for some reason, has stolen the wallet of the other lad. And the uh, the other one, who was with um, Scout, is like, look, I didn't come here for for nothing uh, because all boys who aren't Ronan are trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Denzel. Or Denzel. Denzel's pure. A, a quiet hero. Yeah. 
So Finn has sort of told Trudy that, oh, he's going out to do this thing with Tarek and that maybe they'll be on good sides after this and they can be together. Um, and Trudy says, you know, don't do this. Tarek like, acts all hard, but he had a really bad time at Young Offenders. He was bullied and singled out. And Trudy says, you know, you need to stop him doing this because if he gets if he gets caught by the police, he'll go inside again. But Finn's like, it'll be fine. And they go off. What's odd is they tell this story about Tar- Tarek being someone who really doesn't enjoy, like, the confrontation. He was, like, bullied. He's a weak guy. He's overreacting with bombast. But then he actually just backs it all up with action. Yeah. But what I think is it's interesting because... I think this is true in real life that a lot of lads get into this situation because at this point it's too damaging for either of them to not do it. Yeah, yeah. It, they but would the lose that, so like, much face by not doing it. They set this thing up about how actually he's not this kind of guy, he can't really back it up, but then he just absolutely does it. <laughs> I guess it's like, that's presumably why he did jiu-jitsu in prison. Yeah. So on the outside where he needs to recover a phone. <laughs> well, because he was getting beaten up in prison yeah. I need to set def- he did a self-defense class Jez came by with some posters yeah <laughs> so Tarek and Finn find these lads I'm not sure what their ruse was supposed to be it was just to coax them into an enclosed space right where they can best them physically but what was the phone thing about it was, I think it was like show that you have a phone right which is what I thought and but then, then but surely then the phone is the honey trap you don't need to annoy them as well yeah but I guess they weren't reacting to the honey trap you either annoy them yeah. or you go here's a thing that's worthy of stealing yeah. come and steal it yeah you don't need to do both yeah exactly um, but yeah so they do the phone thing and then Finn moons them um, and they chase him down this alleyway and they get you see a lot of mooning these days. No, it feels like a very... It's a lost start to the Yeah, mooning. it is. It is. Um, there's a whole song in the the musical version of Grease called Mooning, which is about how much one of the characters loves mooning. Okay. And they like do a double meaning of that he loves getting his bum out, but he's also mooning over this woman. Oh, mooning. very clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they go, they go the, the lads into this enclosed space. Um, and, and Tarek is able to get the phone back um, and then they leave yeah I believe the soundtrack's to If You Wanna by The Vaccines love that song I feel like we've used that as a play out song really recently no we used the other Vaccines song okay <laughs> okay I think we used Wrecking Ball right yeah you might be right you might be right this, is, Cart, one of this is very much the Vaccine series we had a two door cinema club series yeah this is very much this is, this is owned by The Vaccines <laughs> so um I love the logic here of M stealing that boy's wallet and then walking slowly back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> I'll take I'll take this word back to school. Where, where these me, kids will be. Where me and those boys will be for the next four hours. It's incredible, isn't it, that she didn't see a problem with It's an this. outrageous level of stupidity. Yeah. From someone who was privately educated until she was 13 years old. Yeah. Um, so Finn and Tarek are heading back to the school and they're having like a bit of a heart-to-heart where Tarek sort of says to Finn that he struggled a bit in prison but not he doesn't explain the way Trudy did. Yeah. Um, uh, Finn genuinely thinks Michael will be pleased that they've reclaimed the phone through vigilante justice. But the thing is, is he's literally saying to Tarek, like, oh, I'll definitely get out of detention for this. Yeah. And, but like, Michael doesn't seem displeased. No. He, he and, says, and, and Jez seems very pleased. Jez is like, yeah, let's let him off. 
Michael, Michael, <laughs> Batman and Robin here. <laughs> Michael looks through the head teacher's handbook. He goes, "What do I say in this situation? What's what's within the rules?" Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. Very strange. Very, very, very strange. Um. So, uh, Linda then goes to see Michael. She's had a weird conversation with Sean before this about how Michael hurts people. And then Linda goes to tell Michael that she's overspent on her departmental budget. And he says, oh, it's no big deal. We'll make it up next year or whatever. And then they segue into kiss chat. Imagine being as emotionally ill-equipped as these people (laughs) and still just running headfirst into every emotionally dangerous situation. But it, it culminates in Michael sort of, you know, being nice to her and they reconcile and they're going to do the, the budgets together. Yeah. And this is because Michael and Sean are the story now, not Linda. Yeah. So yeah. they need to resolve that. <laughs> yeah, that's done. We're, we're through with these people. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the one of the lads who's had his wallet stolen has told Tom this has happened and says, it was M. <laughs> Tom goes to M and it was M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom, instantly... Because it was established last week that those uh, Scout and M can't leave the grounds. Because when they came back with Diazepam, it was, where you been? You're not allowed to leave during school. Yeah, and is it in this one? It is in this one, where he says, I didn't realise you two were in the upper school. Yeah, yeah. So, my question is, is, yes, M stole a wallet. She should be punished for that. Tom seems to have no problem with what appears to be two year 13s, therefore 18-year-olds, taking what appears to be two 15-year-olds. Yeah. Out of school for kissing. Yeah. Snogging. I'm not saying the word. <laughs> Some of the things I've cut out you saying from this podcast. I don't like... Snogging is beyond the I pale. don't like the word snogging, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... No. Um, but yes, didn't doesn't take... You know, Columbo Tom, long to work this 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 one out. Yeah, no, but I just feel like he should have some punishment for the boys who are acting a little, yes, a bit noncy. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, but as they're kids with, I suppose we can't call them non-speaking role kids because they have a bit of speaking in this. As kids, one of them doesn't have a speaking role. <laughs> he has a snogging role. <laughs> Do you remember Love's Young Dream? <laughs> The day when uh, Andrew Treneman took them all to the like dinosaur museum, and there was the couple who literally just snogged. <laughs> yes, <entire> yes. <laughs> I hope the series eleven episode one <laughs> opens on a Rochdale bus where there's two people in their thirties <laughs> on the back row just snogging just yes. for me. Yeah, let me write the. I just, bring me in as an Easter egg coordinator. Yeah. I have the best time. Um, Ronan then has a clash with Tarek for reasons that are not quite clear. Yeah, um, and for reasons that are even less clear, says, "I was talking to Finn, right? You know Finn. I was talking to him, and he said you're a crybaby." <laughs> yeah, Ronan has a great sense of elevating the plot. Yeah, him. yeah. Like you know, my friend Finn, who I don't want to see beaten up. <laughs> he said, "By you, bad tag." Yeah, he said, "You, a psychopath, are a crybaby." <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting that, like, when Grantley's like, look, Tarek, get out. He's, Tarek is literally about to punch someone. And he goes, get out. He goes, I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah. um, Grantley, thrilled by winning £40. Yeah, yeah. Also, I have a big issue with this because he comes in and he's like, oh, four to one. Yeah. Those aren't good odds. 
No. If you're a seasoned gambler, yes. And like if you're if you're Grantley, you and you go, that's a sure thing. Yeah. At four to one, you're putting a hundred quid on it. Yeah. Because if it's that sure yeah, thing, yeah. those are long odds for a sure yeah. thing, right? But it isn't like you'd think, yeah, you'd be looking at, oh, okay, the ten to one, the, the twelve to ones, that's where you get your you know, your, your value there. But four to one isn't great odds for a seasoned no. gambler, unless you've got big sums of money that you can put on he, it. And the way he reacts to all of the stuff around this is like he's won four hundred pounds. Four hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, so I found that very unusual. Um And also they keep calling it forty pounds. He gets his bet back, it's fifty pounds. Can everyone please yeah. just go on? But he's won forty pounds. But he'll receive fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tarek goes and confronts Finn, um, and then he's Tarek sort of you know mean to Trudy in the way he often is, and Finn stands up to him about this, and then admits that they're together, which Trudy then confirms. So Trudy tells Finn to, "Oh, you need to run." So he runs off, and everyone bustles past Maddie, who's clearly shaken by the confrontation. I don't know if this is going to be a long term storyline, but if it is, they've set it up well. Yeah. She yeah, clearly got there quite quite quickly. Yeah. Um, but the um, Finn and uh, Tarek's inevitable confrontation yes. happens in front of the statue of the two hands. Yes. Symbolism. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 cerebral, this show. <laughs> it really is. Two two different groups coming together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cerebral. Um so Michael and Sean break up the, the fight. Um and Finn's taken to the nurse's room. I feel like that nurse's room, we haven't really seen it. It's got a lot of airtime in the last two yeah. episodes. Last, I didn't say this. Last week, yeah. Matt referred to it as a sick bay. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you say sick bay, I think it would like in Harry Potter, the like hospital wing. No, I, I'm thinking like, you know, it's like Mother Teresa Crimea War. <laughs> so, uh, Sean finds Maddie like waiting outside the nurse's office to hear about Finn and she's clearly upset um, and then uh, Jez suggests they all go on a family outing but Sean says oh maybe the two kids need some time with their dad yes and Sean says keep busy here now do you know how you know Jez isn't a smart man <laughs> because that quite clearly says I'm going to stay here and have sex with Michael yes yeah I'll keep myself busy how oh I'll find a way <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Finn tells Trudy he still wants to be with her, but Trudy says, I can't pick you over my brother. I was wrong to think this could work. And she leaves crying. Yeah. Finn's loyalty, like, you know, brother tries to kill me, I'll stay with you. Dying of cancer, I'll stay with you. Finn is a true... Uh, but then again, I suppose, you know, the, the previous one, they both tried to run into the sea, so yeah. he's a little bit up and down. <laughs> but he's only about, what, four episodes away from a memory wipe? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the great fit equilibrium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Michael's yelling at Tarek in the cooler, says, I took a chance on you. If and you then, yeah. Right, yeah. And then he says, this is GBH. And it's not GBH. Ooh. GBH is like... It's like one rung down from attempted murder. Yeah. This is like assault. Yeah. It's not GBH. Or a fray. I feel like they've had a fray recently, haven't they? Maybe. Yeah, it feels, it feels like a fray. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, not, it's a lot of things. It's not GBH. <laughs> so then Tarek yeah. says... In fact, the bridge has done more to GBH yeah. than anything else. Yeah. 
No, there was no, no yeah, lasting there was harm. No, consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, no. Bridge received a caution. So uh, Tarek delivers uh, a, a, an interesting message on prison reform. Says sending me back to prison is not going to fix anything. It's just going to make matters worse. The show's not going to interrogate that. It's the, the fact that Tarek says it is odd. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Look, if you send me there, I would come out I'll and I would, more of a I would do so many more crimes." <laughs> yeah. There is no. I'm so aware of how the system yeah. works. There is no other path open to me than more crime. And and you know, with the loss of the Burleys, there's a big vacuum in the criminal underworld yeah, yeah, of Rochdale. Yeah. <laughs> they just off seen the two the, the BMX gang. <laughs> the only two BMX owners. Um. So Michael eventually agrees to just suspend him. Um, meanwhile, in comedy subplot land, Roger the Rabbit has eaten Grantley's betting slip. Fantastic. And so Grantley is about to throw the rabbit in the bin. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's all just escalating. And as someone from Coventry, home of the cat bin lady, I was very triggered. Yeah. <laughs> this is the land of my people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I believe Linda threatens to... Cut off his genitals? <laughs> she certainly seems to imply that. That's it. You know, because it's like, she can't be saying, if you do this again, I'll cut your plant. Because she literally <laughs> she, cuts She literally plant. cuts So the plant has to be a metaphor for something. I can only think genitals. It must be genitals. Yeah. It must, a a plant is always a metaphor for genitals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird, because it's like, it's almost like they, they've got this actor to play Linda who's got such a reputation in comedy. And they went, we need to give her a funny beat. I haven't really given her a funny beat yet. No. The and only funny line since she entered the show was last week when Chalky said, pop off. <laughs> and I'm not entirely certain that was intentional. No, no. Um, yeah, that's very strange. But yeah, Linda's like quite, you know, understanding to Chalky about this says, you know, I'm not a lunatic. You could have just told, it's only a rabbit at the end of the day. <laughs> you could have just told me the truth, which, which I like. And then like, as you say, she cuts up Grantley's plant with a pair of scissors. Um, representing presumably his genitals. Yes. Um, so the, the lads from earlier are like shouting at Em and Scout that they're slags and thieves. And Phoenix like, you know, stands up to them on, uh, on their behalf. And he wants Scout to trust him, but he won't show Scout the thing on his phone. Um, and then she splits up with him, and M looks on with evil satisfaction. <laughs> like, I have split them. <laughs> to what aim? It's bizarre. It is really, really bizarre. Yeah. It's like M is like, there's a villain vacuum after the loss of Richard from LA. Yes. And I am going to fill it. And I'm going to do these things where I destroy this little bit of relationship. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Um, so there's a bit where Ronan offers Maddie a lift home. Um, and because Vicky isn't in the episode, we're doing a bit of Ronan and Maddie. Yeah. Flirtation. Yeah. Maddie looks back at him. Yeah, she does. She does. She does. Yeah. Um, so Phoenix is sitting outside Michael's office, presumably to reveal what he knows. Um, but then Janice finds out that the man who was driving the van has been charged for drink driving. And then Phoenix overhears Michael saying to Janice, Oh, they've got the bad guy. Yes. Um, so then Phoenix leaves and we see him anonymously emailing the video to Michael while crying. At which point he presses the two button to add an attachment. Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. I, maybe it is on this particular email. We watched, you click two and then an attachment starts uploading. That's outrageous. Who knows? Who knows? 
And then all the email clients in comic sounds hate me. <laughs> so Sean is talking to Michael. Um, Sean says that you're right about jazz. Quite a big moment, that. Yeah. Her saying, you're right to humiliate my pathetic husband. <laughs> it just kind of makes sense because... Because he has been horrible. Yeah, he was an absolute <laughs> bastard. Um, and it's one of those things that because their relationship seemed to be a whirlwind yeah. during which Jez basically cut his children out. Yes. Now, Sean didn't seem to have problems with that at the time. They did have problems with the fact that he'd done it and is now like, yeah. oh, now Well, I think at the time she thought that he was sort of keeping in touch with them. Yeah. I don't think she realised quite how cut out. Yeah, and then now... But it's just unbelievable to me that those kids would want to have anything to do with him anyway. Mm. Because he's just the worst person. Um, PE teachers, though. I know. It is is terrible. Um, So Michael then says, oh, you know, we can't ignore this. There's still something between us. And they kiss again. Yes. The kiss sound is so wet. I don't like it. Would you describe it as a snog? No. <laughs> I just feel like... I don't know what a snog is. I feel like when wetness comes into play, that's a snog. No, I feel like... I, uh, a snog just seems dry to me. <laughs> it's it's open-mouthed, dry kissing oh. as a snog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sounds just like that. Um, so, do you know what? We were talking... We, last few weeks, we joked a lot about fan fiction. If any of our listeners end up doing fan fiction about me learning what snogging is, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> Um, a, a hooded figure breaks into Michael's house. Yes, what the... F- what is this about? <laughs> well, it's not Stabber Wayne. Because no. he's unconscious in hospital. Who is it? Is it Bex? <laughs> it could be Bex. How excited would you be if it was Bex? I'd love that. It would be, be so sense. good. I really want this to make no sense. Yeah. I want it to be such a wild... And it can't be a new character that we've never yeah. met before. It can't be like, like his child. It is 100% a new character we've never met before. I, just, I want it to be chaos. <laughs> I want it to just be like, oh my God, it's Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lewis Seddon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Philip looking for his mother. Michael um, just looks at his wing mirror and someone's scratched like above <laughs> his bathtub is just scratched never fear <laughs> um, Michael's house also beautiful yes. the houses in Rochdale are really kicked up but also there's a suggestion that it's a flat as well yeah that's like, what... we've seen the houses of head teachers yeah. multiple times over the course of this show we've, we saw Jack's we saw Rachel's we saw Karen's yeah. Michael's is Stunning. He keeps it. He keeps it modern, though, doesn't he? He says a modern office. Mm. Rachel's was kind of like classically large. Yeah, Michael's is sort of soulless, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's very bachelor pad. Yeah, very bachelor pad. Um. So, uh, Michael receives the email on his BlackBerry. Okay, like this is all just so whiplashy because he kisses. I've got Sean. Yeah, kisses Sean. I assume, and we see no. Outcome to that. Yeah, I assumed that when he pulled up outside his house, Sean would be in the car. Yeah, yeah. It was, they, oh, that's a very lovely, passionate kissing off home. <laughs> Better get off. <laughs> where, where I shall have no emotion about yeah. anything. Yeah, I, I was 100% certain that Sean was going to be in that car with him. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, if that's the love of your life, who is married to someone else, and you've just done the big, passionate kiss, yeah. you're going to get home with some emotion. The big snog. No. <laughs> I feel like the reason I didn't watch Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging was just because of the title. Would you have preferred it if they'd used the title from the book? 
Which is? Angus Thorns and full frontal snogging. Yes. <laughs> I think I use the words full frontal quite a lot. <laughs> is full frontal snogging better than perfect snogging? Look, if the word snogging has to be in there, it's never perfect. <laughs> but full frontal suggests it's more fun. What is a full frontal snog? Open mouth and dry. <laughs> I hope so much that the title of this week's episode is Open Mouth and Dry. <laughs> People will tune in for that. Um, so, Michael receives the email with the video on his Blackberry, and then he opens the door of his flat, and he can sort of see that he's been like broken into, and then he sees the hooded figure fleeing. And that's the episode. But right? I don't think he does see the hooded figure fleeing. He no. doesn't react to it. Wait, the, the, Michael doesn't react to anything. I think we see the hooded figure fleeing. He didn't react to snogging the supposed love of his life. No. He's a very cold man. Yes, he is. Yes. Um, so that's the end of the episode. Fantastic. Uh, no one got hit by a car in this one, so... It's a, it's a downgrade. That's, that's a point down from the last one. It's, a, it's a very big disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Um, next time trailer. Uh, Ronan, like, flinches at Vicky. Yes. Um, Matt and Rosie are pregnant. Yes. Grantley's former pupil, Greg Barrington, turns up and is now a TA, played by Andrew Knott, a.k.a. Dirtbox from Gavin and Stacey. Right, okay. Also one of the History Boys, James Corden's friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As they all are. And they we... famous in the kebab shop for yelling, shut up, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Me and Charlie say that's one of the all the time. <laughs> Where's the first of five of IG? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Dirtbox is a TA and he punches Tarek. <laughs> um, and then we see Sean ending things with Michael, but we don't really know that she started anything, so it's weird to see her end something. No, yeah. It's odd that they also introduce the TA and then show the thing that is going to get the TA fired. Yeah. Because there's no way he comes back the week yeah, after. TA of the week episode, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But even then, you know, back in the, back in the glory days, yeah, the fella from Northern Ireland, I remember, I remember saying that was a terrible episode. Oh, the alcoholic guy yes. who ended up hitting one of the kids with his bag and full I of said, booze. And I said that was nuts. And it was dreadful, but at least they built it up. Now it's just in the next time trailers that he turns up, he punches that kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he does. At least Chalky got nearly punched a child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have strong play-out song views? Uh, if you want to buy uh, the vaccines. Yes. There you go. Easy done. Yeah. It's very white and male. Very us. Yep. Yeah, it suits us down to the ground. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs>